right. Welcome back to another podcast episode, Podcasts of Farming Assets. If you've joined us for the first time, fantastic. Welcome. We're excited to have you. If you like the content, give us a thumbs up. Feel free to subscribe and feel free to share us as well. Don't keep a secret and give this podcast a link to other friends, family, and colleagues. Again, this is all for you guys and feel free not to keep us a secret. Share this episode with everybody you possibly can. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Farming Assets. And so we've been continuing this ongoing theme of de-dollarization. It's almost like it's becoming played out a little bit too much. And I'm somewhat to blame as well, because I'm playing this out a little bit too much as well. But I find this very, very important for you and I, because we keep hearing about the threat of the dollar and the threat of the dollar, and the threat of the dollar. And the whole point of farming assets and what we're here to do is to read between the lines and also to minimize and eliminate a lot of the fear-mongering and a lot of this dialogue to kind of generate this chaos or this fear or this worry or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, there, there are issues with currencies. There's always issues with currencies throughout the world from the beginning of currencies, using shells as currencies back in the day and to exchange services and goods. So today is no different, just a little more complicated with a lot of the things that we got going on in our country and within the world and the globalization and all these things that we talk about and we experience. But I want to make it very clear that China is not the savior and China is not the threat. We are. <laughs> we are the we are the the threat. And let me prove that to you here. So let's go. We're going to talk about today's articles. There's a couple articles. One's from August 1st. We will go through this. Um, China asks some banks to reduce or delay dollar buying to ease pressure on one. Okay. So this was August 1st of this year by Reuters. Okay. And then we're going to do a second article, which is August 15th. So for so August 1st, August 15th, a BRICS currency replacing the dollar is a ridiculous idea, says the top economist who named the group, unless China and India become allies. And this is from Fortune magazine. Okay. And again, the way I do my, my podcast is I have not pre-read any of these articles. I do not know what they say. I look at the clickbait. <laughs> I look at the the titles and I read them fresh on this this podcast. So the third article is by Market Insider, August 20th, okay? The de-dollarization drive is facing a confidence crisis as the one ruble and Argentine peso simultaneously plummet, an analyst says. So here's some issues coming on. So let's let's go ahead and start with Reuters. Okay, so again, the title of China, let's see here. China asks some banks to reduce or delay dollar buying to ease pressure on one. Okay, now let's see here. China's currency regulators have in recent weeks asked some commercial banks to reduce or delay their dollar purchases to people with direct knowledge of the matter. Now, which dollar are they talking about? Duh, the US dollar. Okay. The informal instruction or the so called window guidance as meant to slow the pace of wand depreciation, the sources said. One source said the regulators were emphatic banks should hold off dollar purchases under their proprietary trading accounts. Now, the Chinese yuan lost 
3.6% against the dollar so far, the U.S. dollar so far this year, hitting 7.16 per dollar on Tuesday to be one of Asia's worst performing currencies. The People's Bank of China did not immediately respond to Reuters' request for comments, while the State Administration of Foreign Exchange told Reuters that exchange rate expectations were stable and it will push for a risk-neutral mentality at companies and financial institutions. Okay, there you are. So I don't know what to tell you. That's Reuters. So let's go to Fortune Magazine now. So a BRICS currency replacing the dollar is a ridiculous idea, says top economist who named the group. All right, so let's find out here. Okay, so here is a quote here, and then we can find this in Yahoo Finance. There we go. Love this. All right. So Yahoo Finance has the article. And so let's go through the article. So, so much for a subscription for <laughs> fortune, is there? All right. In their push to dethrone the US dollar as the world's largest reserve currency, the BRICS nations, or Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, have been talking up the idea of common currency for years. But Jim O'Neill, the veteran economist who coined the term BRIC, the group did not originally include South Africa when he worked at Goldman Sachs in 2001, so 2001. So he blasted the plan this week. He says, it's just ridiculous, he told the Financial Times Tuesday. They're going to create a BRIC central bank? How would you do that? It's a bit embarrassing almost. And I, you've heard me talk about this, okay? And you've heard me talk about this in comparison to the euro. And when the euro was coming about, the fear that we had in the US, now I was just a young guy, I'm 48 now, so I have a little bit of more experience, a little more understanding. And where's the euro? compared to the US dollar. The dollar is actually stronger now since. Now, the Euro, these are all countries that share and they're all in the same continent. The BRICS nations and the other quote unquote 40 or 70 other countries or whoever's adding their name to the list, it's ridiculous because we saw the Euro take place and then who left? England left, they took the pound. You have Germany as the main anchor for the euro. But when you look at this, a lot of these nations are talking about in the BRICS are talking about keeping their own currencies. And previous episodes, we talked about nations focused on their own strength of their own currency. So what it, what is this all about? What are we talking about here? The BRICS nations will meet for their 15th annual summit next week. So 15th annual. So that means they've been meeting for 15 years talking about this. But O'Neill, now senior advisor at UK-based think tank Chatham House, argued that the group of nations has never achieved anything since they first started meeting in 2009. I'd have to agree. The push for de-dollarization among BRICS nations has heated up since the war in Ukraine began as crippling Western sanctions on Russia were enabled by the dollar's dominance. In April, Brazilian president urged the group to develop a serious alternative to the dollar using the combined weight of their economies. Now, but here's the problem. It's not based on the combined weight of your economy. Now, the reality is, is that that's the initial thought. Okay, is that you have to have a strong economy to back this up. And you really don't. You have to have faith in the in the currency and the country and the economy that is backing the currency. And so you can't say, hey, we have 40 economies that, by the way, all rely on the United States, just as a side note. 
not one of them they all have agreements with the united states in in trading so what what the issue is is that with russia and the ukraine war we weaponized the dollar to create sanctions and we did this to iran as well and so I do see that as part of a problem that will hurt us, the United States, down the road. Because you're utilizing something that people trust as a threat. It's no different than what when you when you trust a family member, or you trust a friend with something you share with them, and they go and tell somebody else. What happens? You lose that trust. And so the currency, the dollar is, yes, based on the U.S. being a strong economy, but it's not because we're the world's strongest economy. It's we're the world's strongest economy because we consume more than any other country. We innovate more than any other country. A lot of the brain trust of all the other countries come where? Here. Not the opposite. So you have this, not just a melting pot, but you have this condensing or this collaboration of really smart people around the world coming to help build the trust around the dollar. Now, if we as a nation continue to use the dollar as a weapon, then we are shooting ourselves in the foot. Okay. And I agree. I don't care how much you dislike another country you got to look at other negotiating ways to allow things to pan out or to resolve themselves. You cannot weaponize the dollar or the trust of, because what happens? This, right? All this fear-mongering. What, in the Brazil, why is Brazil doing this? What are they worried about? I don't know, but they're an up-and-coming economy and they're sitting there going, wow, what if, what if the U.S. doesn't like what we do? What if we decide to do some trade with Iran? or Venezuela, or Cuba, or any of these other communist countries that the U.S. doesn't like? Will they will they weaponize the dollar against us? It's a real question to ask, and I don't disagree with that question. Why can't we do trade based on our own currencies, he said the Brazilian president when he was on a state trip to China in April, according to the Financial Times. And he also said, who was it that decided that the dollar was the currency after the disappearance of the gold standard? (laughs) Well, Mr. President, I think you should probably just Google that because that is pretty well known that after World War II, what happened, we got away from the gold standard. And the reason why we got away from the gold standard is because you, Brazil, were a third world country. Because of America, because of our consumerism, because of our need for natural resources, because of trade agreements with your country and the continent, you now have a place at the table. Now, I'm not saying that we have the authority or the ability to kick you off the table. All I'm saying is that's a stupid question. That's a stupid question. You exist. Because we consume here in the United States. Despite the ongoing talk of de-dollarization, nearly 60% of global currency reserves were held in U.S. dollars in 2022. Duh, we know that. 80% of the international transactions used the dollar. We know that. That's according to the IMF data. The Wall Street doesn't seem to worry about serious competition to the greenback either. Of course not. 
this again, this is all continued to be fear-mongering, fear-mongering, fear-mongering. Now, here's the issue. Again, it's, we're the issue. There is not an immediate threat to the dollar over the next 10 years, says Kramer. He's a co-chief investment officer and manages $4 billion in assets. He also said any threat to the dollar or competitor to the dollar would be a slower moving kind of snowball effect. Absolutely. And, I, and that 15 years meeting could be that slow snowball. But again, only if, only if we continue to weaponize the currency. Now, he says an unhealthy relationship between China and India is one of the main reasons BRICS common currency is so unlikely. That is not true. But it, it that is a major issue as well. It's a good job for the West that China and India is never agree on anything. Well, India doesn't agree on anything <laughs> internally. <laughs> so why would they agree with other people? They don't agree with us. They don't agree with anything. It's And that's okay. That's okay. And that's the point of why getting all these different countries to create a currency makes zero sense. The dollar is a singular country currency. It's the U.S. dollar. It's a singular country that is transparent, that has helped develop the world into a world economy that it is today. Okay? Again, I believe, I'm going to sound like a broken record on this, I believe the biggest issue is our weaponizing of the currency. And we will continue to see issues, and I can keep going down this article, which I'm not going to. We will continue to see issues if we continue to do this, okay? Just because we are dissatisfied or we don't like the way somebody looks or what they said does not mean that we all of a sudden use our currency, the world currency, to kick them out. That's not the way it is. We're a country on the freedom of a speech, which we're seeing the censorization of that right now. And so that creates more fear. Okay. The currency, the US dollar, is the world dollar, the world currency because of trust. Not necessarily that they trust us, but trust in the confidence of the strength of the dollar. It's sure, it weakens at times, sure, it's strong at times. But the consistency of it since World War II to now and the evolution of the world economy has given that confidence more and more. The de-dollarization drive is facing a confidence crisis as the one in rubles. So this is the next article by Market Insider. Okay, so let's go through here. Let me get something to drink here real quick. One second. Okay, so let's go through this. An international campaign to end the U.S. dollar's dominance of global trade and investments is facing a credibility crisis as the currencies of nations leading the movement take a drubbing. In the past week alone, okay, so past week alone. So when was this article written? This article was written August 20th. What's today, the, the recording of this is the 22nd. Okay, so two days ago. In the past week alone, the Chinese yuan the Russian ruble, and the Argentine peso plunged, forcing the country's central banks to take drastic measures to calm markets. The Chinese currency fell Thursday to its weakest level this year amid investor anxiety over the deepening slowdown in the world's second largest economy. The ruble plunged below a cent on Monday as Russia's economy continues to reel from the impact of Western sanctions on its energy exports. The peso tumbled 22% 
last week as the Argentina continues to grapple with hyperinflation. The poor performance of these currencies come at a time when all three countries seek to wean themselves off the U.S. dollar and what is known as the de-dollarization trend. Amid Russia's war, Ukraine, Moscow, Beijing have led efforts to reduce their reliance on the buck in trade. Last month, Russia President Vladimir Putin said more than 80% of his country's trade with China is settled in yuan and ruble. Well, that's great. Why not? Why do they have to use the dollar to trade between each other? They don't have to. They have their own currencies. And if they could agree between the two countries of the currencies, then great, trade all you want. There's nothing wrong with that. Nobody has said you can't do that. That I know of. I don't know. I could be wrong. Meanwhile, Argentina has allowed commercial banks to open accounts in the yuan as they face a crippling dollar shortage. Now, this is why the dollar exists, is because when you have other currencies fluctuate, it makes it difficult for that country to transact with other countries and trade exchange currencies because one country is not going to have the confidence of another country. So what do they use? They use the common currency of the U.S. dollar to simplify trade among each other. It's pretty simple. So it, I just find this interesting, and maybe you do as well. I don't know. But I, I don't think things are as bad as they say they are. And, and, and after a while, you say things enough and over and over and over and over and over again. Then you, people start to believe it. But the reality is, is that we're starting to see more and more mainstream media. I mean, you got Reuters and Forbes talking about this now. We've we've had uh, Yahoo Finance is talking about this. It's I just I just find it interesting. You have the Financial Times. You have for the Foreign Policy. You have Bloomberg. You have you have all these mainstream media. Are they doing it for clickbait? I don't know. The articles seem to be pretty intelligently written. But again, there's there's a, not a lot of facts between a lot of the articles. You usually have one or two people interviewed. Not a lot of facts because there are no facts. There are no facts to any of this conversation, which is part of the point, right? Why, why this is not going to happen? Why the de-dollarization is not going to happen? Now, again, the main takeaway is the U.S. needs to stop weaponizing the dollar, you can create sanctions. Absolutely. You can say, hey, we're going to, as allies in other countries, we're all going to agree that you, Mr. And Mrs. Country, you're doing bad things that we disagree with, and we are all not going to trade with you. Okay. That's perfectly fine. Okay. But you cannot use the dollar that other countries and economies rely on as trust and confidence in economies, whether they exchange goods and services between their two currencies, or, that does not matter. But the dollar is used as the thread to create confidence among exchanged currencies and goods and services with various countries. So that's a very important thing to distinguish and understand that we need to be very cognizant of and why it's so important with our leadership to be under to have good confidence and control, not our current administration, where unfortunately you have one side, the country really using 
somebody in a situation that they are just unfortunately mentally and physically ill. It's shameful what is being done to this current administration and the use of the current person in presidency. It's absolutely shameful. And that's for a different podcast though. So thanks for joining me. If you're a subscriber, hey, welcome back. I appreciate you being here. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. Go ahead and hit the the subscribe button. And if you like the content, go back. If If you're not sure, Go back and watch, listen to a couple of our other episodes and then subscribe. If you're not sure if you like us, subscribe anyways, so you can see future episodes come out and then you can decide based on the multiple episodes. If you don't like us, then I'm subscribed then, but subscribe now so you can continue to get some more content and get updated when we update our episodes. So thanks so much for attending. I appreciate it. And you make it a great day. All right, welcome back to another podcast episode, Podcasts of Farming Assets. If you've joined us for the first time, fantastic. Welcome. We're excited to have you. If you like the content, give us a thumbs up. Feel free to subscribe and feel free to share us as well. Don't keep a secret and give this podcast a link to other friends, family, and colleagues. Again, this is all for you guys and feel free not to keep us a secret. Share this episode with everybody you possibly can.